Culture. Welcome to the October edition of the Celtic Club Melbourne podcast on all things Melbourne Irish. My name is Claire Murphy and it is great to have your company. Footy Fever continues with my guests on the podcast this month. The week after the 2019 AFL Grand Final, junior AFL prospects took part in trials to demonstrate their athletic skills in the AFL Draft Combine, with recruiters looking on to see who they will draft for the 2020 season. Two Gaelic football players who took part were Oshin Gallen from Donegal and Keen McBride from Meath. They were joined on the podcast by former Derry player and current Collingwood Football Club rookie Anton Towell to talk about the switch from GAA to AFL. Keen McBride from County Meath. I was playing with the Meath Chances this year and the Championship and we got beat in the last semi final against Leash. I'm Anton Towell. I come from Swatter at County Derry. Um, I play AFL for Collingwood. Um, category B listed at the Pies this past year and I've got one year left in the deal. Um, used to play football in, in Derry um, for Derry with one of the school football for the Pats and Hurrah and club football as well. Uh, my name's Arshin Gal, I'm 19 from Ballybuffet in Donegal. Uh, I suppose I played for Donegal in the club Sean McCullough's back home and broke on to the Donegal senior team this year for the first time. So, yeah, and I suppose we're me and Kane are over in Melbourne at the minute to see if we can get a career in AFL. That's great, Kian, Arshin, Anton, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Thanks now, did you three all get to watch the or attend the grand final we had over the weekend, the AFL grand final? Yeah, yeah, we, we attended after the, we were there first for the Futures game and uh, we stayed on it towards the final. So, that uh, was a good final, I have to say. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, fantastic. I don't know if you heard much about the battle between the two songs and the clubs who played in the grand final. That was arguably described as the battle between two of the greatest songs. I don't know if you got to hear either of them or if you had a favourite between the two. We heard the we heard the Tiger song enough after the game. And I'm sure was you on, did. It was non-stop. <laughs> It was non-stop after the game, so we have that stuck in our head the last couple of days. Fair enough. I think they're only just kind of just trying to slow down a little bit now. Yeah. Um, now, Keen Machine, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your history of playing football in Ireland and how that's kind of brought you to Melbourne today. Yeah, I suppose at home it's just normal to come up and play in Gaelic football. So I started from probably four or five at the local club and just kind of worked my way the whole way through. Uh, come to seniors, so I'm first year seniors at the club last year, and then my first year seniors at Donegal this year. And I suppose football, like back home, like it is here in Melbourne, it's kind of like a way of life. It's not just a game of football; like it's kind of takes care of everything, and it, everything everybody's obsessed with it. So uh, yeah, football's kind of everything growing up at home. So same as it is here with the footy in Melbourne. Absolutely. Anyways, um, we've started playing the club about four or five at St. Oldens and Mead. And uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a way of life at home. It's, you go to school, you come home, you play a bit of football, you go train, you have games at the weekend. But you just do it because you love it. Do you know, over here, it's you go and play it, but you're playing as a career. Like you, get, you get the reward at the end of it as well, do you know? Fantastic. And can you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing here in Melbourne this week? Uh, we came into Melbourne last Tuesday, so kind of Tuesday we kind of getting used to the oval ball for the first time, first few times. So we got a bit of kicking done and a bit of uh, handballing and stuff like that there. And Wednesday we were around a few of the clubs, seeing a few of the grounds, getting used to that there. And then, and then on Thursday we joined the the futures, the under 17s Kind of trained with them for a few days for their big game Saturday at the grand final Saturday then. And, since then, we've had a few days off, kind of got to see around Melbourne, around the city, and just kind of passed the time then. Fantastic. Yeah. 
figured. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, got to go into the city there yesterday and met a couple of family members there from home, so it's good to see them again. I haven't seen them in a couple of years now, so it's good to get to see them. That's great. And this is your first time in Melbourne, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. first time in Melbourne. How are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, oh, absolutely loving it. Loving it. Absolutely loving it too. Yeah, yeah. Great city. Yeah. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about kind of, I guess, the pathway to AFL from Ireland and what about a potential AFL career is, is so appealing and so interesting to you? I suppose Frank, sitting in the corner here, he uh, kind of does the, the groundwork back home in Ireland. Uh, he's a good eye, so he's kind of spotting talent back home and um, I suppose we me and myself and Kane got spotted playing for counties back home in, in Ireland and got asked in then for a few sessions back home in Ireland to try uh, with a few other lads to see if there's any any potential in, in the AFL, see if we're suited to it or not. So I suppose from there then uh, we got the opportunity to come over here for the combine which is starting now tomorrow. So I mean that's kind of where it's come from then. So, uh, to its professional lifestyle over here, back home, it's your amateurs and you're you're doing nearly as much as what professionals are doing over here, and you get, I suppose you're just getting, you're doing it because you love it back home. Whereas here you're getting a, it's, it's a career, it's, it's a career from it, so you can take like a job. Yeah, uh, we're we're spotted back. Frank goes to use that club games, championship games for the county and school games, so. I never knew he was there, but she picked us up then and asked him for the sessions and we got to familiarise ourselves with the ball somewhat. And uh, then we come out and you get to see all around the city and how big it is culture-wise over here. It's it's a way of life over here too, but you know, at the end of the day you get paid to do what you love and you just do it for the sake of doing it at home. If you love it at home, you do it because you love it, you know. I guess further a bit down the line is Anton Toll of Collingwood, and it's fantastic to, have, fantastic to have you here today. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how you came to be recruited by Collingwood and what your kind of football journey has been. Yeah, so I've had a journey that's kind of been similar to Keen and Oshins up to this point. Um, I attended the European Combine in Ireland in December 2017. Um, on the back of which then I went to, to Florida in, in uh, January 2018 with the Under-18 Academy of the AFL. I uh, was contained of the top the AFL's top thirty players of, of the that draft year. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet a couple of clubs at that, and then we uh, had sessions. Then started up with Marty Clark around that May time, which the boys have been attending all this year. So I was just started the, those things, and through then those those sessions and playing a bit of Gaelic football back home, and then I stopped to try and prepare myself to play the best video, to be the best opportunity for me to come out here for the combine um, last year, which was October 2018, and then took part in that, and I had the opportunity to play at a couple of different clubs, and I chose, chose to play for Collingwood, and I've had a look back since. Absolutely, it's been an exciting time to be joining Collingwood, I'm sure. Absolutely, no, the club's, the club's massive, like, you can see that you're in there for a bit, you finally start, you can you appreciate very quickly how large the organisation is, how, like, how much it means to so many people, it's, it's a pretty special place to be. Collingwood has such a devoted fan base as well. I'm sure yeah, that can be packs too. The fans are really, yeah, like we have open, open training sessions with thousands of people there, and like, you talk to guys who've been in other clubs, you say they might get maybe a couple of hundred, and they've got four or five thousand coming to watch us train. It's just it's insane. Like it's, it's a pretty special place to be. Like, yeah, I guess it's population-wise, it's a totally different scale. Oh, like well, I, I grew up, I grew up on a farm, about a mile from a village, five hundred people in country, country dairy, you know, and. Come to a city where it's got almost as many people as Ireland does as a, as a country, so it's a, it's a massive change culturally for me in, in that regard. But 
like just seeing the seeing the amount of people that devote themselves to calling it's a it's a pretty um, pretty humbling and, and encouraging experience to see positive effects you can have on people when you yeah. play well. And I'm a devoted Demons fan, and I was thrilled to see that your father actually has some experience with the Melbourne Demons back in the 1990s. Oh yeah, yeah, my dad, my dad was drafted to Melbourne in January 1990, I think. Um, it was it lasted a year and a half before they delisted him, so at least they done a bit. So hopefully, I'll outlast him next year. Um, so yeah, he was there for um, for, for a period of time. Um, he loved it, like it was like like boys have said, it's, it was back then. It wasn't it wasn't full time professional. He, he got paid I think thirty bucks a week or something, and. Ten more extra if they want or something like that, like something like that. But he, he loved it and he, he couldn't have been more supportive of me and, uh, when I got the opportunity to, to take it. I think it was, um, yeah, no, it looked after me. It looked after me very well. Taught me, the, introduced me to the game. I would say probably um, more than taught me. But uh, yeah, it was great, great to have someone like that that can so close to you that can really help you along. I'm sure he would have given you some great advice before he came over here. No, oh, I bet, yeah, just go and enjoy himself and work hard. Basically, was the, was the extent of it because, um, yeah, it's my life and I love it. So I think he was, he was very, very pointed at that. Like he wasn't trying to live through me or anything like that there and just go and be himself. And it's pretty, pretty good stuff to get being through all the experience he has in sports. And Anton, can you talk us through some of the highlights of your kind of your first year playing professional football in Australia, both from the AFL point of view but also a living in Melbourne point of view? Oh, yeah, so. I came out after the combine last year at the start of November, probably a couple of weeks before the rest of the Collingwood team arrived for pre-season, just kind of getting it bedded in and kind of basic stone and stuff like that before pre-season could get in the full swing. Um, then like pre-Christmas block last year was all a bit of a blur, it was just eating, sleeping, training basically, um, just to kind of get used to. Um, but the club, the club obviously took off in that regard as well, manager load and stuff. Um, but yeah, pre-Christmas last year was great. I had my birthday here for um, the first time, which was which was strange last December. Um, turned 19 last December, but I've got a cousin that lives in Adelaide, and he, he came in and we had, we had a steak and stuff, which was really nice. Um, that was definitely a highlight then. Like, footy-wise, footy like, it's learning the, learning the game, and it's all right when you're doing it in your own club, and you're playing against your own team and your own system in training, but when you go and come up against other systems, things start to change pretty quickly, and so then you can use your knowledge that you gain in your pre-season to then adapt to how the game is played. And um, that's definitely something that you have to get used to playing against different systems and stuff like that. But no, definitely as the years going on, I feel like they've progressed and improved. Um, totally in my skills, my game, game knowledge, my game sense. And highlight of the year is probably kicking two goals at Marvel in a couple of, uh, a few rounds ago like, against Northern Blues at Marvel, which is pretty, pretty good. And yeah, it was, yeah, it's been a great year. I'm sure there's a feeling like no other kicking a goal, having the roar of a stadium for your goal like that. Oh, well, it's just, you don't, you don't really look for the, just get around the boys and just go on the next one. I don't really think too much about it because it was before a character in the West Coast games, there was a lot of Blues fans, so they didn't really like it too much, so there wasn't much of a roar. But um, <laughs> that was, um, yeah, it was pretty, it's not pretty special to, to be out there on that deck and, and, and score goals, which is what you love to do, you know. Now, there are about a record amount of Irish players playing AFL at the moment, which is really exciting for the game. I'm sure it must be really exciting for you guys, Keaton and Oshin, to see kind of Irish players who are a little bit further down, further progressed than you guys to have a bit of a bit of mentoring and a bit of advice as to how to how to go about this. Yeah, it's nice to see that a lot of the lads who've come over have set in well. I think Anton's a good example of it too. Um, so like a lot of them have set in, a lot of them have broke through already at such a short space of time as well. So it's promising that they're kind of given Irish lads a chance as well and they're willing to take a chance on them. Yeah, it keeps, it keeps really keen like, when you see the amount of boys have gone out in the last few months and settling in well. Like, 
like Connor Nash because he's playing with Arthur and he's from my town at home so like just see him go on and progress just keeps you keen and wanting to go again and see what you can do and you get out here you know I was wondering if you guys could talk us through a little bit of some of maybe the differences between the game that can be a bit of a challenge for you converting from one code to another yeah probably the main thing would be the kicking yeah. it's all about the kick and the drop for your kicking skills but there's not too much of a difference from home like your handball and hand passing is fairly similar you have to be good at catching and you have to be quick agility wise you have to be you got it that too late, you know, but I don't know, the toughest thing from the chains is probably the drop and kicking us. That's that's the hardest thing I felt anyways so far. Suppose you probably get less time in the ball most of the time out here than you would at home. Uh there's a lot of contests and there's a lot of scrummages and you're in tight spaces a lot of the time, so quick hands and quick thinking and stuff like that needs to come into it as well. But um ah, there's lots of similarities and differences in between the two of them. So you can kinda of see through both. I would say that like you think that you know it's about you know you kick it or the handball or whatever that's going to make you or, like break you or whatever. But once you come out here, like just how different the sports are, kind of comes into like it's you know there's different men moving around the field, but the way the game is played is just so different from the way the game is played back home. Um, football wise, like the, the the body work that's put in here before, like you know, the way we go for the ball back home and you play about it's just you go. At it, you jump at it, you can't catch the ball, you catch the ball, but out here, like it's the body one from fellas of the same size as you are bigger. It's never really happened before for, for someone for someone like myself down back home. So yeah, it's a totally, totally different sport, but it's got some similar characteristics, but totally different sport. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of adaptation. For me as a female AFL fan who's grown up just loving AFL like lots of women in this town, it's been really exciting for me to see the evolution of the AFLW competition, which has come so far in quite a few years, but also to see so many Irish women taking part in it as well and having the experience here for a you know, few months and then going back to Ireland and playing there. Have any of you guys had any engagement with any of the Irish AFLW players? Have you shared any lessons or talked about your shared experiences? Uh, we, we have an Irish, Irish girl at the Pies, Sarah Rowe from... from um, so yeah, well, it's, it's great to see her out. There's at least another Irish person there for the preseason. Anyway, that you, you have around the club, and you can spend like spend about time with her around with her. So, no, no, she's she's a lovely girl. Like, and it's, it's it's great for the AFLW game to be diversifying the same way the AFL is going. And I'm so happy to see like the, the attendances are up this year, and with the increased amount of teams in the league, hopefully, hopefully. They, Game will go from strength to strength and be a real spectator sport. Absolutely, and I've seen the news this week that three Irish women will be taking part in the AFLW combine to happen this week. So it's really exciting to see more opportunities opening up for the men and the women as well. Yeah, it's good for them to get a chance as well. Come out. Uh, we met up with two of them this morning, and uh, yeah, they're getting used to it like we were last week coming over. So uh, now they're really looking forward to it as well. It's a good chance for them to try to come out and make a career out of it for the winter months back home. So. And being in Australia, are there any kind of cultural clashes or kind of funny things you've noted about Australian culture coming from an Irish background? Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty different here in Paris. Like, like, you wouldn't see boys with their heads shaved up right here, like fades, instead of fringe. That's, that's very Irish. You wouldn't see that here. People have pointed off, really. Everybody dresses differently. Like, I wear white jeans. You wouldn't see that back home. Like, but, there's a totally different cultural place, like whatever, like here, everyone, the Australians definitely enjoy a night out as well and enjoy enjoy the enjoy the fun. Although they, we'd call it crack or whatever, but like the Aussies, the Aussies enjoy enjoy a night out as well. And I think that's definitely very similar. 
I think there's a lot of camaraderie between the Australians and the Irish in terms of the way they, you know, get along together, tease each other and that kind of thing. I've certainly seen a lot of that, so I hope you guys have too. Yeah, uh, you see, as it goes on, we probably see a bit more, but you don't see too many differences. You see a lot more similarities. We're kind of looking for more similarities more than that. Like, so you have, I haven't seen many differences yet, but, you know, if you stay for a bit longer, no doubt to be plenty of differences and a lot of similarities. Yeah, you know, the Aussies seem pretty easy going from what we've seen, yeah. for a laugh and oh, yeah. a bit of teasing and having fun too from the ones we've come across so far. So. If you can join your others in taking the mick out of each other, then you're doing well here. <laughs> and finally, guys, if you could kind of write your own career in terms of AFL, um, what would you what, what are your dreams? What would you ideally be doing? <laughs> the, the dream is supposed to be to come out, get a signature, you know, uh, so hopefully to go well in the combine and hopefully get a contract at the end of it. That would be the ideal goal, you know. That's what I'm looking for, I suppose. Yeah, pretty much the same as Keane. Try to look towards getting a run out in the MCG. Then that's the Saturday past, and of course that's a long, that'll be a long, long time ago. But um, now just to get, to get, get a good run of it now this week at the, at the draft at the combine and see where we go from there, hopefully to, to be successful. Um, well, like Michael, like, I haven't been here for a year just to keep improving, just keep getting used to the game, keep, keep learning. And, and Hopefully make himself select and play somewhere after Anthony at some stage next year and stay for as long as they'll as long as they'll have me at Collingwood, I'll, I'll stay for that and then I'll go home and uh, start my medical medicine degree. We'll be keeping our fingers crossed for you all for long, happy and very successful careers. Uh, Oshin, Anton, Keane, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank you. Thanks for Spring Racing Carnival is coming up next month and there's one extra day to add to your calendar. The Celtic Club Melbourne is proud to be hosting sports satirist and author Titus O'Reilly for the launch of his third book, Please Gamble Irresponsibly. Join us on Wednesday the 6th of November at 6pm at the Celtic Metropolitan in North Melbourne. This event does look like it will book out, so grab your free ticket today through the link in the show notes. And that's all for this month. Thanks for listening to the Celtic Club Melbourne podcast. Don't forget to share, rate and review us. You can reach us at Celtic Club Melbourne podcast at gmail.com. Bye for now. Slon.